Jan Langbein's mission in life is to end domestic violence, and she's a powerful example of how one passionate citizen can make a world of difference. Domestic violence is not something that we can leave on the steps of City Hall or the Dallas Police Department um, or uh, the court system. We have to all stand up as a community and say we have zero tolerance for this. As Jan's journey took her from volunteer to CEO of the Genesis Women's Shelter in Dallas, she continually used her voice and seemingly endless supply of energy to advocate for women. Her career of accolades includes the 2019 Trailblazer Citation from the Bush Institute for her enormous impact on her community. We talked with her live at the Bush Institute's Forum on Leadership. I'm Andrew Kaufman, and this is The Strategist, presented by the George W. Bush Institute. What happens when you cross the 43rd president, late night sketch comedy, and compelling conversation? The Strategerist, a podcast born from the word strategery, which was coined by SNL and embraced by the George W. Bush administration. We highlight the American spirit of leadership and compassion through thought-provoking conversations. And we're reminded that the most effective leaders are the ones who laugh. Jan, thank you for what you've done for our corner of the world, and thank you for spending some time with us on this. Oh, no, thank you. I'm blessed to be here for sure. Well, and we're, we're really joined by the expert at, in our women's initiative, Natalie Ganella platz the director of the women's initiative at the George W. Bush Institute. Natalie, thank you for doing this. I am so excited. Jan is one of my favorite people in Dallas, and I'm just thrilled we're able to have her on the Strategist. Well, it sounds like you're kind of a Jan biographer based on what we were talking Uh-oh. about a little earlier. I'm a Jan fan. <laughs> I like to be referred to in that way, but her story is just so incredible. And the example that um, really she projects here in our local community, among our national community, and among the global community is really important in the fight against domestic violence and addressing gender inequality worldwide. Well, actually, why don't you tell us a little bit about your project, the Genesis Women's Shelter and Support? Oh, I'd love to. I love talking about Genesis. So, Genesis Women's Shelter and Support is a full service response for victims of domestic violence. Um, a lot of people think because our name says shelter and it says women, the majority of our work is actually non residential. It is for those women and children who either haven't left or have left and have other residential resources. But the majority of our clients are actually children. Each woman who comes often comes with two or three or four kiddos themselves. But what we've tried to do, we started with a shelter, an emergency shelter, and over the years what we've tried to do is remove any roadblock that can mean defeat. So we, for the shelter, we know that a six-week stay isn't long enough. We added transitional housing. We know that even if mom is living in transitional housing, if she doesn't have safe school or preschool or uh, child care for her children, she can't go get a job. She can't go get a protective order. So we put that on site. We've put a legal clinic on site. Um, everything we do, we try to figure out what will, what can remove one more roadblock. So what we've ended up with after almost, gosh, almost 40 years is a full service response so that, so that no matter where she falls into the need, um, we're standing there ready 24 hours a day, 365 days a year, uh, and no cost, no strings attached. And that holistic support is so important, and it's mirrored by 
Genesis's approach within uh, the community as well and sort of how you've engaged across a continuum of service approach. So it's not just what Genesis itself provides, but it's how you've intersected with various other um, key institutions within the community. Could you talk a little bit sure, about that? Sure, you're absolutely right. I mean, we're, we are a full service response, but we also need the North Texas Food Bank to feed our families. We also need Legal Aid of Northwest Texas to meet, you know, help us through the legal battles. We also need the Vogel Alco for long-term child care. Um, it goes on and on and on. Uh, we know that domestic violence is not something that we can leave on the steps of City Hall or the Dallas Police Department um, or uh, the court system. We have to all stand up as a community and say, we have zero tolerance for this, and I'm going to do what I can with what I have to make a difference. And I think that's the thing. If everybody did what they could with what they had, we could stop this. We could, we could stop this. We could stop the need for a place like Genesis Women's Shelter. I was wondering if you could touch a little bit, too, on um, the other forms of abuse that maybe people don't consider. Economic abuse is a big, Absolutely. big focus for, of yours Absolutely. at the moment. And when people think about domestic violence, let me tell you what it's not. It's not an isolated incident. It's not a fight that got out of control. It's actually a pattern of behavior that where at the center of that relationship is all about power and control. And it may be physical abuse that keeps it there. It may be sexual abuse that keeps that balance of power. But it can also be economic abuse. In fact, that often is more effective than a lock and a key. If she has no money, no access to money, um, he finds what she squirreled away, she, he has spent her savings, he's run up her credit cards. It's very strategic to be able to, when, when an abuser can remove those kinds of resources, but it can also be verbal, it can also be emotional, it can be spiritual for women whose faith is very important to them uh, to be told, you're not a godly wife, you're not a Proverbs 31 wife, you're, you need to... Uh, Jesus suffered, you suffered, whatever, whatever the excuse is. But uh, when we're told this enough, and no one's telling us any differently, if we go to our peace, uh, priest or pastor or rabbi um, or faith leader, and they say, you know, you need to go home and pray about this, uh, that, that can be some of the worst advice ever. So part of our mission at Genesis is not only providing the direct services, but also the second half of my mission statement is to raise the level of awareness regarding the issue and the effects. And so we are in faith communities. We're over here at uh, Perkins Theological. We are in schools. We are in the police departments. And we just uh, today are closing this national conference uh, on crimes against women that Genesis co-hosts with the Dallas police. We have had 3,000 police officers from all over the United States, eight foreign countries, who want to come and learn the best, best, best response for victims of, uh, of all kinds of crime, women who are victims of crime. And incredible. It's so, because it's that awareness part is so important because so much of what you often will hear, oh, I didn't see any signs of abuse. Right. Because it's not always right. something you can just see with your eyes. Right. Well, in fact, abusers get really good. If he is physically abusive to her, he'll do it in a place that doesn't show or something that she can cover with a sweater or, you know, say, I, oh, I'm so clumsy. Um, but usually the, the other kinds of abuse, he'll never have to raise his hand to her if, in fact, uh, the other kinds of abuse work. If, I, if all I have to do is yell and that works, then that's great. If all I have to do is keep her from having any money and she doesn't leave, then that's great. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's a real pattern. It's a pattern of behavior. So, Jan, you're receiving a citation later this evening uh, in recognition of all of the incredible work that you have done um, for so many women and children across our country um, and in our local community here. I'm really curious to know a bit more about your leadership journey. And it's 
really quite fascinating how you first became involved with Genesis, Genesis itself. Well, it, it's... I have to just say it's just a God thing. I mean, it doesn't make any sense to me at all whatsoever. I am not from abuse. Um, I really didn't think about it. If I did think about it, it probably happened to somebody who didn't look like us, whatever that is. And I actually, uh, it was a volunteer placement. I'm a member of the Junior League of Dallas. And I always I always say I have this theory of there are major leaguers and minor leaguers. And I was definitely in the minor leagues. And I would hear these amazing women of Dallas talk about how, well, Laura Bush, for example, is a member of the Junior League of Dallas. And I hear, oh, my gosh, that can't be me that they're talking about that can make a difference. And I, I remember um, going to sign up for my next volunteer shift, and I had actually looked for the easy way out. Well, here's a little pearl. If you want to look for the, looking for the easy way out makes God laugh. So be careful what you ask for. So I, anyway, I thought I had found it, and I'm on my way to, to sign up for it. And I had um, actually broken a, I call it junior league, acrylic fingernail and I whipped into a salon on the way to sign up and because I thought my nails ought to at least look nice and if you're going to do good you ought to have nice nails (laughs) anyway uh, a magazine slid in my lap and on the cover it said every nine seconds a woman is beaten in this country and I, I couldn't believe it I mean I was just like you've got to be kidding no one who lives in University Park no one who is who's gone to SMU no you know the whole list whatever you want to run down and I, I went on to read this article and how every you know nine seconds and one out of every three teens and I was just offended I, I did get my nails done but by the time I got to sign up for the easy way out I'd forgotten all about it I opened the book to violence intervention and stuck my finger down on Genesis Women's Shelter I had actually I'd actually never heard of Genesis but that's where my finger went so that's where I went. And again, I was stunned. I thought women would look differently than I do. And I found that uh, battered women are tall and short and fat and thin and black and white and Hispanic. And the only common thread that I can find is that they were in a relationship with an abusive partner. So I volunteered, I volunteered, I volunteered. And then lo and behold, uh, the president of the board came and said, we need a new exec- executive. She needs to be able to work the crowd and raise money. Out of my mouth came, oh my gosh, I think that's me. No, seriously, I had, I had never hired or fired. I'd never read a financial statement. Didn't take me long to realize that red numbers are bad and black numbers are good. It didn't take me long at all to figure that out. So yeah, just putting one foot in front of the other. I had no master plan, but I knew moms had to have a special place for kiddos and I knew moms had to have a protective order and I knew, you know, so we would just kind of, I put one foot in front of the other and here I am 28 years later. Isn't that crazy? Amazing. But it's such an important point that everybody has the potential to make a difference. And I think Genesis through all of the programs that it offers and how it is so thoughtful about how it includes men because we need men as allies in the fight against abuse, um, against domestic violence, against inequality. Could you share a little bit more about uh, how yes. you engage men in this community? I am so glad you brought that up. So we know that 90, 95% of the battered population, the woman is the victim. And the severity is usually much greater when the woman is the victim. But there are men who are battered, men who are battered by women men who are battered by same gender partners, but we know that abuse is not going to stop. I can't, I, if I shelter for now for the rest of my life, abuse will not stop. It'll never be enough until abusers stop abusing, basically. And so we want to engage men in this. If if one out of every four, three or four women, one out of, say, every four women are getting assaulted, then it, it stands to reason that one out of every four men are doing it. But that also means three-fourths are not. And it's not enough to refrain from abuse 
we want men to be part of the solution and not just the problem. So um, about five years ago, we actually developed an organization called uh, HEROES. It stands for He Respects Others. And it's gentle men who have stepped up and said, you know, I want my gender to be more than the problem. These guys come down once a week and barbecue. for They cook dinner for women who have never had a man cook dinner for them. They shoot baskets with kids. They, they mentor my children. Um, they sit on what I call the bride side of the courtroom. The, these men in suits and ties take off work and come down to the courts where we're now getting protective orders and guilty verdicts where we would not get those before. When men know that they can hold each other accountable, they roll up their sleeves and say, you know what, I'm not playing golf with you because I don't like how you talk about your wife. When a man says, I'm not going to do a business deal because I don't think you're a good guy, that's when this will stop. And so we have engaged 300 men who have stepped up and have said, I want to be part of, of something better because I'm a father and because I'm a son and because I'm a brother and a grandfather. Um, I want to be the voice for women who don't have a voice. And if someone is listening right now and they want to want to join that, make that number 300 right. go up, what can they do? Absolutely. Go to our website. In fact, anybody who's listening and wants to help in any way, whether that's clean out your closets and take it to our benefit thrift store, whether that is join our heroes or come to an amazing event. Uh, this spring, we have an, a luncheon where actor Terry Crews, a, a oh, child yeah. of abuse, a man in the Me Too movement, he's our, our keynote speaker. We'd love to have you buy a table if that's how you want to help. Um, but if somebody wants to join, the membership opportunities are there. And uh, with uh, if you know me, it's going to cost you, basically. And so, yes, there are dues, uh, and the table does cost something. Uh, Those red and black numbers have that, to they I come told you I got the hang of that, right? I told you I got the hang of that. Um, so, yeah, there's a membership fee. Uh, and then we do a background check because we've had abusers step up and say, try to say, look what a good guy I am. So we're very careful about who gets to be in and who gets to keep that membership once they're in. But anyway, it's it, it, any way somebody wants to get involved, even if, if somebody wants to know how to help a friend. So it wasn't me. It's not my mom. It's not my daughter. But I have somebody at work that I, you know, I'm concerned about. You can go to our website, genesisshelter.org, and see a drop down of what are the signs? What are the symptoms? How could I recognize it? I suspect it. Uh, and then what would I say? What would I say to somebody if I thought, what if I thought it were you? How would I approach you? You, what would I tell you? I would tell you I'm scared for you, I, that I, I care about this and that there is help and there's hope. And I think each of us ought to have that in our pockets. Yeah, those hard conversations are some, sometimes some of the most important ones you'll have in your life. But they're the hardest ones. You'll Absolutely. Have. And the way we phrase it, uh, you know, we can't say, what did you do? What happened to you? You know, what did you do to get who'd you make mad kind of thing? Well, it, it wasn't her fault. There was nothing she did. Nothing. It doesn't matter what she, dinner was late. She pushed his buttons. It doesn't matter. Um, yeah, it's, it's a, it can be a hard conversation to have, but it can also save somebody's life. Is Hollywood doing any better on this subject than, than has there been progress there? And when you when you say Hollywood, do you mean uh, television, movies, pop culture? No, even. no. I I really feel like you know when people ask me why does this happen at all, and I can say well it's always happened or it happens because we uh, you know she sticks around for it or whatever. But one of the reasons hap it happens is that we as a society eroticizes violence. We eroticize violence. You know the the movies and the music that we watch, and I'm not, I'm not talking censorship. I'm saying you know look who's in the movies and the parts that women play and the objectification, the misogyny that's in that. And I know this is where I sound like a raging feminist, but I guess I'm a raging feminist. And I, 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 I don't think it causes it, but we as a society 
uh, become uh, desensitized. So when I first started in this work, and um, if there were if there if there was a domestic violence homicide, it was always written up um, on the front page of the metro section above the fold. Now you may not remember what a newspaper was. That's I, that was like real paper. Okay, so I still do a little. Okay, bit. newspaper above the fold, right? And now I promise you, if if the chainsaw isn't running, if the guy wasn't dressed in a Santa suit, if he didn't wipe out two families while he was doing it, we just look the other way because because we have become desensitized to what should be shocking it should be shocking to us that men walk into his a wife's job and shoot everybody in there there's a tremendous i brought that up just because there's a real intersection between mass shootings and domestic violence we we should be offended that uh girls and women are being prostituted when most of them grew up in a home where there was violence i mean it's such a root cause to so many things that i think if we paid attention to the advertising to the movies to the music to the video games and stuff I don't even understand after that, um, I, I, I think we could be a better society. There's a cyclical nature to it. And, you know, we, we to your point, Jan, become desensitized. And with the program that works with men, I mean, you're exposing a lot of the children um, of the women who come to Genesis to an alternative view of what it means to be uh, a man, what, it, what positive masculinity can look like. And so... You know, we need to break through these cycles of toxic masculinity yes. and projecting the objectification of women. Because if we don't, this cycle is just going to repeat itself. And it's going to evolve as it has over over decades. And it's just going to continue to get worse. And so we need to stand up as a society, all of us, men, women, and say, this isn't right. This isn't what we stand for. And until that happens, it's really not going to change. So that's interesting you bring that up. Talking about an advertisement where we all stand up and say we can be better. The Gillette commercial Absolutely. came out recently. And the and the stuff the the topic shifted from be a good guy to I can't believe you're telling me what to do to I'm never going to use your product Rowing again razors and razor. toilets oh like, my gosh really? razor burn they called it they called the follow up to that razor burn and I'm like fine don't use their product I mean but it mattered it mattered that Gillette said I. I'm not just about selling you something. I want us to be something. Absolutely. And, I, and that's a product I'll buy. And what really irritates me about the backlash that existed there is that men were offended. Yes. They were offended. That what? That that women have felt offended by their projection <laughs> exactly. in pop culture, Absolutely. in society. And that yes. was the part that was like, you are completely missing the point. And we need more people to step forward and yes. say, this is not right. We need to change. We want a different future. Absolutely. You look at the advertising. That was one ad, and it just set them on fire. But you look at every ad, rice that is supposed to be sex, make you sexy to cook. I mean, sexy rice, that is some kind of sleight of hand as far as I'm concerned that takes me from being the consumer to the one consumed. We need to pay attention to our advertising and to our movies and to our, our uh, the rest of the entertainment industry. Well, Jan, you, you have no. done... I'm not. We're not through. We're not are through? We? Okay. Well, let's okay. go. Let's keep going. <laughs> it well, can't be twenty. Minutes. I want to make sure. I want to make sure you have time to eat lunch too. No, though, but I'm let's, good. Sure. Let's let's absolutely let's, let's, let's keep, keep going. <laughs> One of the things. No. What I love about 
the work that you've done too is that it's not just you're not it's not just outreach. You're also working with local government with the local government to to change policy. So you're you're attacking each channel. Right, right. Well, let me be really clear. I would be jeopardizing my five hundred one c three if I lobbied. However, I am on the public policy committee for the state of Texas through Texas Council on Family Violence. We are looking at issues like um, upholding existing laws. It's against state and federal law to have a gun, buy a gun. If you've been convicted of a domestic violence crime. If you've been convicted and you're subject to protective order, it's against state and federal law. However, guns are not being taken up. Nobody wants to talk about guns. Everybody's afraid. Oh my gosh, we can't talk about guns. Well, you know what? I'm talking about guns. It is against the law to have them. And we know the presence, just the mere presence of a gun ratchets up lethality by 500%. There's a a woman who is waiting uh, Senate confirmation who says the answer to um, domestic violence is to arm the women. Research absolutely shows the opposite to that. So I think these, there's still hard conversations to have. We need to be talking about entering in, for example, uh, uh, misdemeanor C's. We don't enter those into the state registry, which can help us. Misdemeanor C is not going to allow us to remove guns because that's at a higher level of conviction. But it will let us enhance it to a felony. Once uh, two misdemeanors... One plus one equals a felony. And so we're missing most of the domestic violence charges because most of them will come in as a misdemeanor C. So that's another piece of legislation down in um, in Austin right now. I, I hope everyone listening will call their elected officials and say, how do you stand on this issue? Um, and so we're, we're looking at trying to make it better all the time, not only at the state level, but uh, at the national level. We have folks that kind of help us rally at, at the local and state level uh, with the passing through the House last week of the uh, reauthorization of the Violence Against Women Act. There are shelters all across this country who cannot operate without the funds that Congress allocates through the Office on Violence against women. We need to be calling our senators and saying, this is coming down the pike. Quit worrying about your personal, you know, amendments to it. And let's get these shelters and these campuses and these courts funded because without those, that kind of support, the services will go away. And when the services go away, the crime will absolutely increase. Absolutely. Well, you're, you're one of the more popular ladies here. You, you have about, I'd say a dozen people walking by have uh, stopped to wave and say hello to you. And it's, it's a testament to the incredible work you've done. And, and we're, we're so excited to multitasking skills. Also true. It's tough to, to do an interview for a podcast and wave and, but it demonstrates just how effective Genesis is with all of the holistic interventions that you are you are a part of. Thank you. Thank you. It's really a treat to be here today. I, I, yeah, I love talking about this, and you guys make it very easy, so thank you. The treat is ours, and we're looking forward to tonight where you're going to receive the Trailblazer Citation thank at the you. Forum on Leadership. Again, if you want to learn more about the Genesis Shelter and Support, it is www.genesisshelter.org. And Jan, thank you so much for everything. My honor. Here. Thank you. If you enjoyed today's episode and would like to help us spread the word about The Strategist, please give us a five-star review and tell your friends to subscribe. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and all the major listening apps. If you're tuning in on a smartphone, tap or swipe over the cover art. You'll find episode notes with helpful information and details you may have missed. The Strategist was produced by Ioana Pappas at the George W. Bush Institute in Dallas, Texas. Thank you for listening.